The second section of Psalms, known as the Exodus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today, we join Scott Pauling in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way. All of the Psalms point us in one direction. They all point us to the Lord. And one of the things that is fascinating to me as I look at these Psalms is how God uses them to contrast the greatness of God to the littleness of this world. For example, we've just studied Psalm 48. Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised. And uh, we see the greatness, the bigness, if you will, of our God. Then you come immediately to Psalm 49, and he shows us the littleness of this life, how small this world is and material things. A great contrast between the eternal and the temporal, between the material and the spiritual. Psalm 49 verse 1 says, Hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. That's a beautiful expression. Listen to Psalm 49 verse 2. Low and high, rich and poor together. I remember as a child hearing someone say that the ground is level at the foot of the cross. The truth of the matter is, whether you are low or high in society's estimation, we are all equally sinners in need of a Savior. And whether you are rich or poor, that's irrelevant. The question is, are you rich spiritually? Uh, do you know the Lord Jesus? Do you have the eternal riches? I remember hearing someone say, if you want to find out how rich you really are, add up everything that money cannot buy and death cannot take away. Now ponder that just a moment. Everything that money cannot buy and death cannot take away, and that's the true riches. I think we live in a world of paupers. Though we live in a world where people are more materially wealthy than they've ever been, we live in a world where there is such poverty of the soul. And I wonder today, are you wealthy in the Lord? Do you have the true riches? Psalm 49 goes on to describe the wealthy. And not just the wealthy, but the idea of wealth in the light of eternity. It actually gives us three things you cannot do with your money. Let's keep reading. Psalm 49 verse 3, My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. I will incline mine ear to a parable. I will open my dark saying upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil? When the iniquity of my heels shall compass me about, they that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him. So here's the first thing you can't do with your money. Ready? Number one, you can't trust it. <laughs> it says that those who trust in their wealth, those who build on that foundation, oh, they're building on, on shifting sand. They're building on a foundation that will not last. Someday, all the money in the world is going to burn up. Someday, all the gold in the world is going to pass away. And by the way, even if it sticks around a while, you aren't going to last forever. So you're going to live beyond uh, the wealth that you may be accumulating, and you can't trust it. You can't put your, your confidence in it. Uh, I think most of us have lived long enough now to know that money comes and money goes. And as quickly 
as you may receive something in a moment, it can be taken away. It can be through some emergency. It can be through some poor business decision. Uh, it can be through some health crisis. Uh, any number of things can take it away. I want to challenge you today, only trust the Lord. First, you shouldn't trust things. You should only trust the Lord because He's a real person. But secondly, you only trust something that lasts. And the Lord alone is eternal. Then he goes on and says in verse 7, None of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him, for the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceaseth forever that he should still live forever and not see corruption. Now, here's the second thing. Not only can you not trust your money, but secondly, you can't trade your money. You can't trade your money for spiritual riches. In other words, you can't buy salvation you can't purchase God's divine favor. No. Do you think the Lord really needs our money? Absolutely not. Uh, we don't give back to the Lord because God needs our money. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The only reason we give back to the Lord is to honor God and to acknowledge the Lord and obey the Lord. But the truth is, God is the owner of it all. We're just the stewards of what He's put in our hands for a period of time. So you can't take your things, your stuff, and trade it for the things that truly matter. This is a beautiful thought, really, because we work hard uh, to make money, to buy things, uh, to trade those things for newer, nicer things. Uh, but you can never trade the material for the spiritual. No, every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So the things that are truly lasting, you can't purchase. They're gifts. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Number one, you can't trust your money. Number two, you can't trade your money. And then he gets to the real crux of the matter. Read the rest of the psalm. Beginning in Psalm 49 verse 10, For he seeth that wise men die, likewise the fool and the brutish person perish, and leave their wealth to others. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever, and their dwelling places to all generations they call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. He is like the beast that perish. This their way is their folly, yet their posterity approve their sayings. Selah. Like sheep they are laid in the grave. Death shall feed on them, and the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning, and their beauty shall consume in the grave from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Selah. Be not thou afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dieth, listen to this, verse 17, When he dieth, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he lived, he blessed his soul, and men will praise thee when thou doest well to thyself. He shall go to the generation of his fathers, they shall never see light. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beast that perish. So here's the third thing you can't do with your money. You can't trust it. You can't trade it. And then ultimately, you can't take it with you. Uh, people ask sometimes, how much did that man leave? How much did that woman leave? The answer is, all of it. You take none of it with you. Now the story is told, I don't know if it's true or not, but the story is told of Alexander the Great at one moment in a conversation with his closest advisors. He instructed them and said, when I die, I want you to put my open hands out of the, the funeral beer, out of the casket, uh, when you take me through the streets to my final resting place. And I want you to make sure my palms are open. And they said, why would we do that? And he said, because I want everyone to know that though I conquered the known world, 
I took none of it with me when I left here. I want to say to you, my friends, you're not taking any of this with you into the next life. And the only thing that is truly going to matter is what you've sent on ahead, what you have invested in eternity, uh, the true riches that you have in Jesus Christ. You can't trust your money, you can't trade your money, and you can't take your money with you. And so here's the great application for all of us. The psalmist says that you can have your honor and you can have your money and you can enjoy those things. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you have it without spiritual understanding, he says in verse 20, Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beast that perish. Don't live and die like a dog. Don't live like an animal just consuming all you can and then that's all it is. You die and that's, that's all you have to show for it. No, my friend. Ask the Lord today to give you spiritual understanding, to give you the kind of discernment so that you know what matters and what does not matter, what's going to last and what will not last. You see, the greatest riches are the spiritual riches we have in Jesus Christ. Look to the Lord today. Trust Him. Invest in eternity. Build your life on a solid foundation in Jesus Christ. If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or more information on growing in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We would love to hear from you. From there, you may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey.